Adventures. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. We're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 12 of the CW Superman and Lois. First, a little bit of news to get up. Uh, scheduling just for the the last few episodes after this one. There's only three left. There's going to be an episode June 7th. Then it looks like there will be a one-week break. I think you jinxed us last time we talked. I know. By coming up with I said, oh, no, they'll, they'll air all four straight through. So there's going to be a, a one-week break on June 14th. No new episode then. And then the final two episodes, June 21st and June 28th. Yeah, it is what it is. But at least it's just a one-week break. That's not, that is definitely not the end of the world and whatever it takes to for the schedule to work out. Slightly annoying, but it's okay. Yeah, I'm guessing it's just a, a post-production thing. They needed yeah. more time to get the effects and everything ready for this for the finale. Kind of stinks, but it it is what it is. So, yeah, uh, we did get a little bit of details on Earth Prime number six, Kuro's Twilight. That is supposed to be like the big crossover in comic book form of Superman mm-hmm. and Lois and the the other shows, uh, most of which aren't even in existence anymore. But, um. Yeah, we got a synopsis for that. Yeah, it says, Across time and universes, Magog has been amassing forces to finally free humanity from their dependency on so-called heroes. In his eyes, all they do is bring about pain and destruction everywhere they go, solving no problems and bringing no peace to the world. Magog and his allies plan to change everything and help society bring the superhero community to its knees, helping society reach its true potential once and for all. Yeah, and this is going to release June 21st, so actually it's going to come out before the season even... uh, is finished now so yeah uh we didn't we haven't talked about earth prime number two yet i really liked it and it was a superman and lois issue obviously um maybe we'll after the season we'll break down these two comics together and what we think about it yeah i'd like that because i i same as you i i really liked the first one we read um yeah surprising that they went with Magog. he's the the big bad in the kingdom come comic book mm-hmm. uh so a very personal villain uh to superman so i don't know if they're going to carry you know, incorporate some of that involved, or it's just going to be a, a very different version. And season three of Superman and Lois is going to again be a mid-season show. Not surprising here. Uh, I think season one started February 23rd of last year. Season two on January 11th. They've held the show for mid-season both years. Um, so I do wonder if there's going to be a new day or time. There, there's a new Supernatural spinoff I think that is going to be Tuesdays at 8 p.m. in the fall. Uh, so that is currently the time slot of Superman and Lois. Now maybe they're just doing that in the fall and then that show will switch for the spring or maybe uh superman and lois will be i would be surprised if they moved a new show that quickly unless they it wasn't doing well so i think there's a chance superman and lois will be looking for a new day and or time yeah and i i can't remember is 8 or 9 p.m like the best slot or those both pretty prime 8 p.m i think is usually is better you know there's more people watching tv at 8 than there are so maybe it would move to another day at 8 because i I think this show is doing pretty well as far as CW shows are, are going. Yeah, and it was at 9 in season 1. I don't know that, it, again, live viewers are only a small, small part of the puzzle here. Um, That's very true. So, And we don't even know if it's going to change yet, so uh, we'll wait and see on that. Uh, but let's talk about the new episode, number 12 of season 2, Lies That Bind. So the official description we get is we pick up right where we left off with Clark levitating in front of Lana. Meanwhile, Jordan and Jonathan question whether Lois and Clark are telling them the complete story. And lastly, Natalie tries his best to get Sarah to acknowledge Jordan. Tries her best, sorry. Yeah, very very brief description of the early parts of the, the episode, of course. This is the second episode where the description has mentioned that we pick right up where we left off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a side thing. I wonder how long this season is taking in terms of time overall. You know, how much of, how many weeks, how many months, how long does this all take apart, especially since the last couple episodes have been really tight in time, we know, the last three or four. 
So yeah, that's just something. Uh, this was directed by David Mamudia. That is his first episode and written by Rina Mimun. And that's her second episode of getting a credit on, on the show as a writer. Yeah, doing director in this one. Uh, nice to see some new talent come in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, would you any any overall thoughts before we get into the plot of it? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say this is like maybe in the top half of the season so far for me. It's it's not a bad episode by any stretch of the imagination, but it's it's a kind of their episode. I, I don't know how else to put it. There's some plot lines that I'm not all that I wasn't all that thrilled or interested in, and some things that now looking back through the notes, I think I even forgot that happened. Uh, but that sounds really negative. Overall, a, a pretty solid episode. Yeah, I I don't know. I think there's a lot of a, a lot of things going on. I don't think it's a terrible episode, but I don't. This is really probably pretty low on my list of favorite episodes for the show. You know, maybe very much towards the bottom, maybe the bottom. Yeah. Um, oh. There's a lot of you know. Not, I don't want to sound too negative or, or, or pick it apart too much because there is some good stuff going on here. But a lot of the storylines and stuff, and it's not this episode's fault. It's kind of like ones that have been building for a while or were the one that was introduced in the previous episode, but some of it just didn't work for me, and I, I questioned some of the choices and, and what we're going in. It's not, I think this season is almost sort of, the storylines seem like they're fizzling out a little bit instead of building up towards the finale. Um, we'll see as we, we talk about, but I wonder, you know, how some of this stuff fits in and um, and some of the things they're doing with the characters I have some questions with, but uh, we can get into that. So as the description said, it picks right up, right where we left off the last episode, which right off the bat, does kind of not rub it in your face but does make it a very stark uh realization that we've been gone for a few weeks which is not helped by the fact that the episode picks right up so i really wish this one could have aired right after it's it's fine that it didn't but it's when it picks right up where the last episode left off it would have been nice to have that uh back back yeah that's that's not something uh that's not the episode's fault that's just uh, no. a scheduling thing and things like that but i i I'll, i will disagree with you just in the fact because it goes right back to the previous scene that either immediately yeah. reminded me of where we were and what was going on and what the situation was. So I think it was almost, it almost worked fine even with the break better than, yeah. you know, a jump in time. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, I picked right up with him. He, him talking to, to Lana and we get some flashbacks of them as kids, which uh, there's some other flashbacks that are from previous episodes, but I think the, the kids part, if I'm not mistaken, that's like new footage. That wasn't just them reusing stuff from the show already. Right. Right. Um, so this yeah. crash, I'm assuming, is the one Lana referenced in the pilot. Yeah. Uh, when she talked about Pete and and her in a crash, and uh, but we see just a glimpse of it. We don't even get a full look at it, uh, other than the young Lana actress. But yeah. the sum. But yeah, we get very quick glimpses. We don't even see. You know, either, I don't know if the young young Clark actor wasn't available or if they. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or just you know didn't think it was necessary to bring him in. But we don't see much of anything. But it does. This scene does bring up some questions. Lana telling Clark, "I love you." Mm-hmm. Um, just where this all fits in the timeline, because we knew before this there was there was the flashback of young Lana and Kyle were together, and then this must have taken place after, because this is right before Clark leaves. Um, so I don't know how that all fits in. And then years later, Clark comes back, and Kyle and Lana are together. So I don't know how this all fits in. I don't know why it was necessary to, to get the Lana I love you to Clark. Yeah. Um. So I think it kind of made the timeline a little messy. You know, maybe her and Kyle were together and then she was with Clark and then Clark left. And I don't know. I think it, I think it made things a little messy and had more questions. Yeah. This from this whole episode, I think this is the part that I, I like the least, especially because uh, as we see later, Kyle is very suspicious that maybe Lana is being somebody again. And I think 
he's probably going to find out that when she was gone for a while, she was spending a lot of time with Clark. And I, that's inching closer and closer to the storyline that I really did not want to see in the show ever was like a love triangle between Clark and Lana and Kyle and Lois or whoever. And I guess that's more than a triangle, but I, I did not want to see that sort of drama come up. And it's, it was really weird to hear Clark say that, yes, I really did love you, Lana. I mean, I guess it's not that weird. Like that is, that's established, but I don't know. I don't need to be spending time on this. I, I don't think it's completely related to, to what's going on in the story, but I don't know. I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah, I didn't, I see where, where you're coming from. Um, I didn't quite take it that way. I, maybe I'm wrong. I might be reading it wrong. I took it that he loved her as a friend. Um, although the, the brief flashback would imply something very different. Uh, so I don't know there, but yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going, you know, Clark and Lois, even though they don't get much time together, uh, do seem very much committed. I don't think, I can't imagine that they would go there with it, but, um, it does make things confusing and messy and, and Lana sneaking and, and doing, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if that's going to be a problem, but maybe it is. But the bottom line, Lana is she's pretty hurt um, because he disappeared and because he kept this secret from her. I mean, she seemed pretty upset with him. On this opening scene, do you think she was hurt, um, like she was romantically hurt, that he left her and then didn't share his secret, and then years later he's back and did share it with someone? Is that the way you think the that they were trying to write that scene out? I think so. I think she felt hurt that he he didn't feel like he could share that with her, even though she was like pretty vulnerable with him and telling him that she loves him. Uh, they weren't close enough, or he didn't trust her enough to to tell her that secret. So yeah, I think that is. I think it's all of that kind of added up, and yeah, like feeling like maybe she wasn't good enough because obviously Lois was good enough for him to tell his secret to. Gotcha. Uh, anyways, we've we've got more show to go. Uh, past this first like forty five seconds. So Jonathan and Jordan are going back to school. They get to go back to school. So I guess everything's in the clear for Jonathan for now. Uh, Clark yeah, is talking about... He gets let back into school. That's neat. Yeah. I guess. Uh, but Clark is talking about Bizarro John. He calls him the, the first horseman and says that Allie is going to send more of her acolytes. So they're they're worried about what's going on there. At the school with the boys, Sarah is ignoring Jordan. She has her headphones in like 80% of this episode and she's just... She's being very teenager, is how I would explain it. <laughs> yeah. uh, the football Not guys are there. Not do that, though. Uh, that, that's true. <laughs> uh, football guys are there, and they're mad at Jonathan. Uh, but he he kind of flies <laughs> off, and he just says, football doesn't matter because the world is going to end. Which, Jonathan has been, like, I don't know. He has been a little hot-headed recently and not super careful. Yeah, I don't know if that is a side effect of the other John, or if it's just... Uh... A coincidence there, but yeah. yeah, who cares? Nothing matters. Football doesn't matter. The world's going to end. Everything is miserable. Real, real, <laughs> real sweet scene. Uh, but Natalie kind of steps in. I think we can just talk about all this at once because it's it's all its own storyline in here. Is so Natalie gets the boys to skip school, and she takes them to her secret closet that has her own kill suit that she's building, and she wants Jonathan to have it. She's not going to use it. So looks like we're going to see Jonathan in the kill suit, and maybe. He's going to step up as a hero wearing that suit all the time now? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, th- I assume that wouldn't be making it for herself. And she did yeah. say she was. I don't know if, if it'll just be a one-time thing <laughs> uh, where John uses it or what. Uh, but they need a key component, and that key component is they need XK to power the suit. So Nat and boys go to the mine and try to get it out with a little chisel. It's taking forever, so Jordan has the brilliant idea to just use his heat vision on it. Um, 
I think it was just the heat going through the XK or something. I don't know exactly what happened to it, but it seemed to like activate the XK in some way and it started a, a cave-in. So I don't know if that's actually an important detail or if it was just a way to, to get a cave-in to happen. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, but Jordan saves the day, grabs them both and gets out, but the bag of XK is lost, so they're going to have to find some other source of energy, it seems like. Um, but not all not all is bad because they're all bonding over it. And it uh, talking about how crazy the day was and everything when John Henry shows up with groceries to, to make dinner for them. I, I liked this. I like seeing the boys and, and Natalie getting to know each other better and to bond like this. And, you know, they're it's complicated, but they are brothers and sisters, basically. So okay. it's, basically, it's nice to see them get closer together. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I thought I thought the end scene especially was a fun, a, a fun lighter moment that may have been one of the only ones in this episode where, you know, they just got to joke around a little bit about having food and making food together and all that. Uh, I think that was neat at the end to see that. I do wonder if John is going to have a problem with Nat now kind of sneaking around behind his back, going to the caves, which she kind of was upset with him earlier in the year, earlier in the season for doing. So I wonder if that's going to be uh, a source of conflict there. And it's always nice to to see these two families overlap in storylines a little bit because a lot of times they're very separate and off doing their own things. Uh, meanwhile, Lana is by herself. She's having flashbacks in the first season. Uh, and Kyle shows up and she he can tell that something's wrong, but she's not telling him about being kidnapped or anything else that has happened. Superman goes and visits Bizarro John L. at, at jail. He has you know, the yellow light because he's from the Bizarro world. Uh, Superman wants to help save their worlds and John L. basically says no because he has daddy issues. <laughs> it's basically how you could sum it up. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, he's doing a very good job of playing a bad version of himself, I have to say. Yeah. Superman tells, basically tells John L., I wish you had more support on your Earth as Superman mm-hmm. prepares uh, his next lecture for his John. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we see then John Henry and Sam at the DoD, and they're trying to figure out how they can destroy the pendant, but they don't, they don't think they have enough energy to do it. Uh, they do have a plan, though. They're going to destroy the portal instead. Uh, but Superman doesn't like that because then they can't save the other world, too. Which, that's nice. That is Superman. Yeah, and this, was, say, my, you, this was my favorite part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's not just worried about saving not just his world, but another world. Uh, I, that's some, that's always something that bothers me in, in different sci-fi stuff and everything. Oh, an alternate timeline goes to crap. Who cares? Let's get back to ours or, or that kind of stuff. Right. Um, who cares if we screw up a timeline, if if we can do that, or if it's an alternate timeline, or alternate dimension, alternate universe, whatever. Um, I really like that Superman cares. No, I'm going to save both of them. That's really cool. And he also, also the talk about, you know, we got to, we need to, there's always another way. And um, <laughs> I thought that was a really cool, uh, him standing up to John and Sam, I thought it was really cool. And I mean, it does lead to, there are obviously consequences, because he is doing it our hard way, but it is it's the right way, and I think it's the right choice because, he, like you said, you can't just doom that entire planet uh, just because you want to save your own. Right. Uh, Lana shows up at the farm to talk to Lois, and Lana's not mad at Clark anymore. She's mad at Lois because they became friends, but Lois wasn't honest with her. This is the second time this season that people have been really mad at Lois, and I've had a really hard time of understanding the reasoning behind it. Um, Lois kind of calls it out later, like, saying, you know, this is an instance of women holding women to a higher standard than men, but this reminded me a whole lot of her sister and Chrissy and everybody being really mad at Lois for writing a story about this crazy cult that is, like, killing people, basically. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how you felt about Lana's reasoning for her 
anger in this. So, in defense of Lana, um, <laughs> she has been through a lot lately. She's got a separation going on. She was recently kidnapped. Um, she found out something very personal personal about a lifelong friend. Um, so I get that she's going with, with through a lot, but having said all that, yeah, I didn't like it at all. Uh, I didn't like her coming and yelling at, at Lois. I get that some of this might be frustrations and just getting it out and looking for anyone to blame. Mm-hmm. And she may say these things, but not mean them. But having said that, yeah, it's kind of, I don't, I don't want to see Lois just get yelled at and berated all the time for doing, I mean, they only told their kids about a year ago in universe. Right. And Lana kind of feeling like she's entitled to know the personal Kent family history when I don't think their friendship has been very well established. I know they say Clarkin and Lana are oh, best friends from years ago. Um, but I don't know that the show has really established that. And and they have done a couple nice things with Lois and Lana um, in both seasons and showing their friendship a little bit. But yeah, I know I, I kind of agree with everything you said there. Yeah. And it, Lois even points out like this is not her secret to tell. This is Clark's secret. And that that makes more sense to me because Clark has a way longer history with Lana. So if that secret is going to come out at any point, that needs to be Clark bringing it up, which is how it ended up happening. So I think it did happen the right way. I mean, we can argue and talk about maybe he should have told her earlier and she is justified in being hurt that he didn't. But when it comes down to it, I, it really was Clark's secret to tell. Right. And, and I think it should be a conversation between Clark and Lois. Um, yeah. to, whenever you add anything, anyone to that tight, you know, we saw in the pilot how much they had gone back and forth uh, about telling the boys and you know they knew it was a matter of when not if um <laughs> i never got the sense that lana needed to know in this show yeah. so i think that's what part of what makes it difficult um and i also thought the reason they were telling lana was because there was immediate danger yeah but that's sort of an afterthought that they get in later with her you know mentioning her doppelganger so i don't know but yeah i, I wish uh lois got a something to do other than stand in the living room and get yelled at uh yeah by people or, or anything like that i wish she had more storyline because and i am you know this is a bigger picture thing i am getting i've been uh pretty lenient i know the lang family has gotten some criticism uh like the, the cushing scortezes um for their story emphasis this year but i've kind of been willing to go with it because lana is one of the few actual comic book characters on the show uh, but hey, hey. at this episode i kind of was officially frustrated with the lana stuff because yeah uh, first off, what does it have to do with Clark and Lois in anything? You know, what is it adding to their story other than creating drama? Because, you know, she's gone through, she's going through the separation, uh, everything with the, the mayor, and now this. Those are three really meaty emotional stories that mm-hmm. has arguably, arguably been more than Clark and Lois have gotten in a long time. And I'm not sure what the point of it is yet. Maybe there is a great point. I keep saying this. You know, her being mayor will be important at some point, I assume. But I don't know what the point is other than to add drama. And yeah. so maybe it'll be fixed by the end of this season. But I am i haven't, I officially am uh, more negative on the Lana storyline this season. Yeah, I, I definitely say you and I have been a lot more, like you said, lenient. And that's a good way to put it of, because a lot of people are pretty annoyed with it. So yeah, I, I was not super happy with the amount of time spent and like disconnectedness of the Christian family and it's not just this episode it's kind of like you said it's been all of things kind of combined together this might just be the tipping point though yeah uh but moving on superman visits talro and tells him adventures uh are all about the adventures he had on bizarro world and superman wants them to combine powers to destroy the pendant and tal's willing to do it but he wants his brother back 
in return for helping. Do you trust Tal? Because I still don't. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think the show wants us to. I think I think the show is genuinely going in a redemption oh, yeah. way. Um, but if I was in universe, uh, it wasn't that long ago that he tried to kill, and we're gonna we're about to the point where he shows up with his flowers and everything. But it wasn't that long ago that he earlier this season he tried to kill Jordan. Uh, not long before that, he attempted to enslave all of humanity mm-hmm. uh, and killed however many people could be dead from the eradication process. We know of at least Derek Powell. Uh, how many other did he do as he was jumping around trying yeah. to uh, experiment with all that? So no, to answer your question. <laughs> yeah. So straight from this, Clark goes back to the farm and Lois asks, guess who Lana hates more than you? And Clark says, uh, Kyle? So I just <laughs> thought that was like a pretty <laughs> funny, like naive answer i guess <laughs> yeah um, I, th- I, I liked how tyler hecklin did a good job of just kind of being like what now i don't know yeah like, right what else can we but yell he, about oh. <laughs> uh but he's trying to move past that because like you said tal is there and he's got flowers um not just I, flowers oh yeah he's doesn't have flowers he's explaining that he was wrong for seeing Lois as an obstacle tries to rationalize he was just trying to get closer to his brother and of course killing his brother's family and wife would be the way to do that Sure, um, sure. But he explains that he is never going to hurt anyone that she loves again. And I I really like Bitsy Tullock, Lois, in this scene, and, and a lot of other scenes like this where Clark is very much being kind of, I don't know, naive or too trusting or a Boy Scout, and Lois is very much a pragmatist and a realist, realist and understands that this guy can't change that quickly and think about all of the things that he did. She basically brought up all of the, the things you were just talking about that, that Tal has done in the past. So I, I'm glad to see that at least Lois is remembering some of the terrible things that he did and is maybe not so eager to jump to trusting him. But she is pretty quick to trust him later in the episode, though. That's true. But at <laughs> so. least in this scene, it was good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but John Henry and Sam also show up and they're mad at Clark for, for trusting Tal, but Lois doesn't have time for this. She has other things she has to do. And she yells at them and tells them to figure <laughs> it out and leaves. <laughs> Lots of yelling. Yeah. Uh, we see Kyle pick up Sarah from school and he's worried about Lana this is the part that I don't know I'm a little worried that he thinks Lana is dating someone already I I still think that they're maybe going to set it up where Kyle thinks that Lana and Clark are dating and there's going to be some trauma there I, I hope that doesn't happen yeah. or if it does it's resolved really quickly if it wasn't I kind of maybe I am was too optimistic I kind of took it as this part here as it was trying to lead us into thinking this was going to send Kyle off the wagon he called what's her name Tanya? Tanya? Yeah. He called Tanya. Oh, man, he's going to go to the bar. He's going to hook up with Tanya, whatever. Um, But it was a real thing. He seemed to be mature and then take his 15-year-old daughter to a, a <laughs> bar with a bunch of middle-aged dudes, uh, which was a yeah. choice. What? But I think his heart was in the right that. place. We can talk about that now. I <laughs> Yes, I. this is one of those weird things that, like, on a TV show, it's supposed to be cool and, like, <laughs> uplifting and, like, Oh, wow. But, like, if you ever tried this in real life, that is the worst possible thing. Like, he's forcing, like you said, a 15-year-old girl, and she didn't ask to sing those songs. When he brought her there and said, hey, there's an open mic night, she's like, no, I don't want to do this. And he's like, well, tough. Get over it. You're doing it anyways. Like, I cannot imagine the stress. And, like, those are personal songs that she was writing to try to get over her breakup, and the, she wasn't even done with them. I don't know. <laughs> it was... It was a lot, but yes, it's just, it's TV logic. It's not something that you would ever really do in real life and have a positive outcome. No, and, and there's been some good moments um, with Kyle and Sarah, uh, sweet moments with music dating back to last season. 
Um, they do. And so this was trying to be that, um, forcing a 15-year-old girl to sing at open mic night at the, the Smallville Smallville pub. Uh, like I said, I think Kyle's heart was in the right place, if not everything else. Also, this must be, I don't know, I guess I'm not up to what laws are in Kansas, but I think pretty, pretty sure where I live, you have to be at least 18 to go into a bar. And even then, like, if it's open mic night, you have to get a wristband or a hand stamp or something. But whatever, that's is. I don't. I don't think the Smallville. About it. I don't think the Smallville <laughs> pubs have hand stamps. Probably and, and wristbands. Uh, but he did call Tanya to apparently make sure it was cool to send their yeah. teenager into a bunch, whatever. So yeah. So now that I've done like being mean about it, yes, <laughs> it, it it was nice. I they were obviously trying to set it up. They're like, oh, he's he's backsliding, like he said, and going to Tanya. So it was nice to see that that didn't happen. And Kyle really does seem like he has turned a corner. Um. And hopefully it stays that way because I, I do not want to see him fall back into his addiction. Yeah. But I also don't want to see him that much, <laughs> as much as we have been <laughs> seeing him, to, to put it in a, a not nice way. We haven't seen him too much in a while, I don't think. Yeah. Just the, all the Cushings in general. Okay. Um, <laughs> Cortez, so, Lang, Cushing. Yeah. Uh, but Sam and John Henry figure out that adding towel would be enough energy to destroy the pendant, so they're, they're back on... They're they're tentatively on the same wavelength as as Clark now, uh, but Lois has ran off. Like we said, not ran off. She she left because she needed them to figure it out. And the thing she needed to do was she needed to go see Lana at the mayoral office to apologize. Lois fills her in on everything. She tells her about Jordan. Uh, I'm assuming a lot of other stuff. Um, and she she leaves it up to Lana to decide whether to, to tell her family or not. And so it seems like she has mended that fence with. Lana, at least, and given her the choice about what she wants to do with this information. Yeah, and that's big because if you're telling Lana and saying she can tell her family, uh, that means you're giving permission to Sophie to, like, yeah. Snapchat or TikTok a video about how about how her mom's old boyfriend is Superman. Yeah, that's a that's a big big uh, responsibility to hand over to Lana. But they, it's she, Lois is being the bigger person and uh, stepping up. Even though I still think Lana was in the wrong, whatever, it was nice to see them kind of make up. Uh, meanwhile, Superman and Tal go to a, a volcano to destroy the pendant. Tal has some good little quips in this. I I gotta say, I'm liking his character a bit more now. Uh, he was kind of annoying in the, the first season, but used sparingly in the second season, I'm, I'm actually liking him a lot more. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, he. I do appreciate that he is one of the few characters with a sense of humor. Yeah. Like, yes, I might want to kill all Earthlings, but let's at least have a good time doing it, right? Right. So, in this show where everyone's very serious and yelly all the time, it is nice to have a little bit of that from someone. The parts I don't like is where I'm reminded that he's this random brother that doesn't appear in any of the comics, but <laughs> as a like fun sort of anti-hero sidekick to Superman, he's. I like that bit. Um, but they, they both use their heat vision on it, but Allie shows up right at the as it's about to be destroyed and takes the pendant from them. They're doing some, she's like the merged version, and they're doing some cool effect where she's like flashing in and out. And I really like the visual of this, of showing her that way. It's very creepy and very cool looking. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and Tal tries to attack her, but she starts like sucking out his soul or something. I It looked weird. It looks like the Harry Dementors. Potter, Dementors, Kith, yes. <laughs> the scariest part of prison um but it, it turns out that she she's able to take their powers and then use them so that must be something that 
merging grants you that ability or I, I don't know exactly how she's doing it but that's what we find out later so that's scary because then she has the powers of two kryptonians because she also starts doing it to clark and gets some of his powers yeah we still don't know what Allie's major plan is here or anything or what <laughs> how, you know she talks about being a god all this yada yada and we don't know what that means but at least we got some movement here and and suck some powers and did something here <laughs> so i'm uh that's at least building momentum back up again the part I was confused about is, was she already on this planet? Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> Bizarro Lana came through the portal, <laughs> yeah. but then got hit with a rock and left. And they should have been guarding the portal or watching it since then to see people coming in and out. So either they weren't doing that or she was already here. Either way, I, I didn't understand where she came from. Um, it just it serves the story that she shows up and they haven't been tracking her and they it was a surprise, but it was a little weird that there wasn't like tighter security or they didn't know she was coming uh, that's a good question I'm not I'm I've lost track of all the different bizarro versions mm-hmm. and, and keeping track of who's where and when and all that um I believe we last left Allie after she had gone to bizarro world but I'm not that's a good question or maybe once you merge it's easier to go back and forth because she's back on the bizarro world very easily at the end of this that, episode yeah that's true she's mm-hmm. she's a god now so that's true <laughs> whatever that means in this show uh but John Henry shows up and saves the day, hits her with the, the hammer, and they get the dependent back, and they're able to hit it with the heat vision together again while John Henry is kind of distracting Allie, and they destroy the pendant somewhat. It, maybe the, the <laughs> readings make it seem like it's destroyed, but it's still there, and Allie takes it and flies off. Uh, but during this whole time, they kind of lose track of Tal, and he disappears, and they look over, he's gone. Um, but they decide to basically just let it be because he's a good person now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know where he went off to. If I had to guess, he's probably going to the fortress and wants to talk to his mom. Sure. Or plot a new way. But we'll... <laughs> hey, he can multitask. He can do both. That's true. Uh, but Clark figures out what Allie was doing, siphoning off some of the powers, and so he he's explaining that to, to everybody and that she has Superman's powers, and that is very worrying to John Henry and Sam, and they, they want to figure out how are we supposed to kill someone who has Superman's powers? Well, I think they already know how to do that because they tried to do it in the last season. But uh, who knows who others' powers she's going to get. Well, she might have sucked Superman's powers, but she might also have... She might. She seems to have some sort of powers on her own too, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if she did pass over, cross over to right. the new world or whatever she's doing there, uh, it, might, it might be Superman's powers in addition to whatever she's got. That and she was... Well, yeah, like you said, she I think she was flying and beating them up and all that stuff before she sucked in their powers out. So she's she's definitely very strong on her own, so it's scary to add some power on top of that. Right. Uh, at the at Lana's house, Sarah has made hot dogs and salad. She's good. I that's a weird dinner. I don't I don't know why hot dogs and salad don't seem like they go together, but to to me that seems like a very strange combination. I think it sounds great. Sarah wants to know why Lana has been acting so weird and Lana's about to tell Sarah, but Sophie comes in because Sniper Wolf has posted a new video. I, I didn't Google that. I might be really old. I don't know if that's a real thing. I'm assuming it's just a made-up thing that's supposed to sound like something kids would be into. I don't know. I couldn't even tell what what she said. Yeah. Although I had. Um, but as as usual, seeing Sophie uh, kind of sobers Lana to the fact that you can't can't tell Sarah everything. So Lana lies and says it was about an internship at her office or whatever. So she's decided not to tell Sarah, which I would say is probably the correct decision. I think so at this time. It seems like Sniper Wolf, 31.8 million YouTube subscribers. Triple S Sniper Wolf. Sniper Wolf. (laughs) 
trying dumb life hacks to see if they work. Seems good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we're old. It's official. Out of touch. <laughs> uh, hey, I was surprised you knew what TikTok was. Okay, so moving on. Lewis and Clark show up to talk to, to Lana. Um, and Lana explains why she decided not to tell Sarah. Basically, she said she can't ask Sarah to lie to her sister and her dad. So Lana's upset because she's going to have to lie, but she does not want to burden anybody else with that. It, I think that is that is a noble reason, but also just like practically, I don't think you can trust Sarah to not tell Sophie and then Sophie not to tell everybody. So uh, good, good decision all around. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but Lana, because of this though, she wants things to be easier and she doesn't want to have to lie more and more. So she asked Lois and Clark not to be involved in their life at all for a while. Which seems like it might raise more questions why these people, this, these families that were very close are now not allowed to like spend time together. I, I don't know. It seems like a drastic decision, but I can also somewhat see where Lana's coming from. Well, they were just more better friends with Kyle. You just yeah. tell everybody yeah. that. Kyle and Lois have some real, real great friendships going back, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think this is, well, we don't know how, how much are they actually seen together. You know, I was just going to, oh my gosh, the. The Kents didn't have their third Tuesday lunch with <laughs> Lana. What's going on there? There's definitely somebody in Smallville who would gossip about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we we go to the open mic night that we already talked about. Um, but then we end on the Bizarro World, and Allie is talking to the Lana uh, there, and she explains basically that even though the pendant is gone, there are other ways. And then she goes and takes all of Tal on that planet, Bizarro Tal's powers until he's dried up and dead. And so I wonder if if she does that on that world and then takes all the powers from Tal on our world, if that like will merge the two in her and make her even more powerful. So I, I, I don't <laughs> Sounds <know>. really weird. <laughs> yeah. Merge the two in her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what she was referring to, but it's got to be something that she can do now that she has merged with herself. Otherwise, mm-hmm. she would have done it before, and the pendants wouldn't have been a problem. So, exactly, uh, you might be on the right track there in terms of like her siphoning off. If she siphons enough power, she can do whatever it is she wants to do. Mm-hmm. But at the end, Tal has Bizarro. Tal has changed his tune, and he he understands that his brother was correct, and he he calls out Allie and says, "Like you said, you're going to save everybody, but you actually you can't save everybody." So, um, at the end, he figured it out. But that uh, looks like he's pretty done for. Yeah. Yeah, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, I guess so. Um, we'll talk about next the next episode now and getting any spoilers in comic book stuff. Not a ton, um, and we'll, but we'll do that now. I guess the only real comic book stuff is Allie is kind of finally parasite-ish. She's able to siphon yeah. powers off of anyone, presumably, uh, but Kryptonians for sure. Yeah, so lots of similarities to the parasites we have seen in comics and uh, on Smallville and everything. But yeah, there's wasn't really anything else that I, that I noticed in this episode. Yeah, not much I caught. Um, we did give another mention of Pete. We still haven't seen him, uh, but you know, I'm still hoping he shows up at some point. But yeah, next episode sounds like an uplifting one. It is titled All is Lost. Yeah. Uh, a little More, teaser there. What do you think? We see Jordan flying. We see the cube world from Bizarro World. I have to imagine they're going back at some point. I don't know if Jordan's going to go with Clark this time or if anybody else will go with him I think I don't think Jordan's strong enough to go through the portal but I don't know we'll see yeah and we see Jordan talking to Lana which does not sound like a clean break from the Kents uh I, th- I think Jordan might just like tell 
Sarah everything just to try to win her back just because he's so desperate. Um, but yeah, that is next week's episode. All right, that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back then. Mm-hmm.